Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Wow. Why in the world? I didn't realize we were starting. Wait, we're recording? <laughs> ah, crap. Welcome to the Leftovers Podcast. Derek Kramer. Frank R. Curry. And I'm still mad. I'm still, mad. I'm still livid. Yeah. Oh. Frank, this was a winnable game. It was a winnable game. It I was. picked them to win the game you because did. I thought that they would be in a defensive struggle because they were in a defensive struggle for this game. You and had... then what happens? Josh Allen's arm gets hit by Whitney Merciless. How was there no call? It was just Charles Clay pushed him into him. Uh, but guess what? Well, he got hit twice on that on that play. Well, yeah, he gets hit one side by Clowney, but it's the helmet to the elbow of Merciless's helmet. Yeah. It's his helmet that it he's getting pushed like, into. But what I'm saying is that it looked like Clowney hit. It looked Allen like that initially, but it's it was an elbow injury, right? But like as came off Merciless was coming in at him, mm-hmm. as well as Clowney. Clowney hits him first, and then Merciless hit him after. But Mer- Merciless was pushed into him by Clay. Okay, that's not why I'm mad, Frank. You know why I'm mad. I know why. Everyone mad. knows why we're mad. I Everyone's know. mad. I know. Because honestly, the Bills Oops. win this game. Even without Nathan Peterman's touchdown. That's a bold statement, seeing as how they needed that touchdown to take the lead. But they had a three-point lead. I really think that the Bills could have genuinely won this thing by pure defense and field goals. Pathetically. But I think that could have happened. Yeah. Peterman put a money throw on, to his credit. Yeah. As soon as Peterman goes in, I'm like, I'm at, I'm watching the game with at my my parents' house. You you had texted me. The sheer utter panic that was ready to happen for literally everyone. Oh yeah, on Twitter, it was on Twitter. You you put something on Twitter. I replied with a gif of mm-hmm. SpongeBob and Patrick yes. running around and screaming, freaking out. Yes. yes. And <sighs> you know, my Twitter game was on with all that though congrats (laughs) the problem was he did something that he never nathan pierman did something that he never really has done in his tragedy in his football tragedy stricken bill's career he gave the fans hope that he wouldn't screw this up (laughs) that he could play decent competent quarterback play. <laughs> what even ha- after even after that touchdown, my stomach was still in knots. Because I was still thinking, you can mess this up. Still. My beehole was still clenched. Can I say that? Yes. <laughs> it was every time he dropped back. Nerves. Yeah. Did not matter. Yeah. He gave us hope, and I was still nervous. Yeah. 
You want to know what I think killed it more, though, than Nathan Peterman? That phantom P.I. call on Phillip Gaines. Ball was out of the back of the end zone. Will Fuller wasn't catching that thing, and you call it on-the-spot foul P.I. 41 yards. Because two things you ha- talk- You're talking about the play that he got hurt. Yeah, Fuller got hurt? Yeah. But it was also called a pass interference. I know. That hit him, like, right in the chest, too. That ball, that ball hit him with Fuller. Oh, like, I thought he, he would have caught. Him. No, he would have caught that. I thought that he ball should was actually should have. He actually should have caught that. That ball literally was perfect. Okay, it then hit, never mind. It like my hit, eyes saw that wrong. Then yeah, it hit him like right in the chest. But like, a forty-one yard pi call that killed it. But there was, I mean, it, it changed it was, the dynamic. It did because I thought the Bills were going to shut them down. I, I mean, and and. and Let's also be real, too. Even if that pass interference wasn't called, Houston was still getting a first down because Trey White was called for holding. Yes. But there's still time for the Bills to shut it down. Yeah. There's still an opportunity for the Bills to push them out of field goal range. Yeah. Because let's be real. They get to the one, and everyone's thinking, okay, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, for the love of God. And then they did it. They did it. They did it. And the defense, the defense was amazing yesterday. It really was. The defense was incredible. They were flat out incredible. Yeah. I just, ugh. What a stupidly, hilariously idiotic, anger fueling way to lose a football game. Mm-hmm. Jeremy White had tweeted out something yep. saying along the lines at halftime, I didn't know if this game would ever be remembered. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was he wrong. I think this is it, Frank. This is it. The end. The end of Peterman? You cannot legitimately tell me that this man belongs on an NFL roster. When you are seeing backup quarterbacks like Brock Osweiler throw for 300 yards. He beat the Bears. And winning a game against the Bears. You cannot tell me anymore that this man is capable of being on an NFL roster. Yeah. He has thrown nine interceptions in six appearances. Not even full games. Never a full game for him. He's never played a full game. Never has been. Granted, he didn't start this game. He came in in the fourth quarter. But what did he do in one quarter's worth of time? Two picks. That's all the man does is throw interceptions. And it just, it can't happen. You cannot have this guy on the team. You can't have this guy on the team otherwise. What are you going to be able to tell your teammates? What are you going to be able to tell the boys in the locker room? The only reason, it should be the only reason, there's one reason that keeps Nathan Peterman on this team, and that's Josh Allen and his injury. I don't care anymore. I w- I, sign I, a guy. I would rather see them do that. I'd rather they sign I would rather Frank, see them do that. Look up the free agent quarterbacks. We're going to play a game. Let's do it. Because that that's it for me. Look, I know. The guy's a fifth-round pick. The guy shouldn't deserve all the criticism. You know who should? Sean McDermott. Brandon Bean. They kept this guy in this roster for far too long. I don't care if it's not updated, Frank. I'm just going to try and find one. You can, look up a, you can look up a group from 1997, and I still might. <laughs> I 
Are we ready? Jay Cutler. Sure. If you ever wanted to, which you wouldn't. <laughs> no. The, Jay Cutler suddenly. Jay, Jay Cutler. Yates is on here, but I'm pretty sure he's on a team. Yeah, he is with, uh, I do believe, either Atlanta or Houston. Yeah. Um, Jay Cutler, Obviously by the Derek way, Anderson's the most list, unrealistic no. option of all of these. Who? <laughs> Jay Cutler. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, he just doesn't want to do it. Mark Sanchez. Yes. Scott Tolzien. Yes. Matt Moore. Yes. Cullen Clemens. Yes. By the way, Matt Moore, absolutely. Yeah. On a legitimate, better than Nathan Peterman. How about Josh Johnson? Sure. He's only been on half the league. Trayvon Boykin. Remember him? Oh, he is pretty bad. Zach Dysert. Yep. It's <laughs> really not much else. According to this list. Okay. At least. Fantastic. We just named off players that I, I may have shrugged off Trayvon Boykin. And that's it. And that's it. I get it. Not all the blame should be put on this guy because of how e. bad he is. Manuel's a free agent still, too. Get he? him. <laughs> he at least could put you hard count, man. We love Sean McDermott loves doing the hard count on fourth and three. Yeah. EJ is perfect. Sign him. Get rid of Peterman. We're done here. Bring him back. Let's go. The happiest reunion of all time. Because then everyone could be like, hey, Nathan Peterman's not our backup quarterback anymore. Yeah. That is it. You could tell, Frank, you know I don't get pissed after games. Yeah. That is generally not my thing. I'm still just baffled and just I don't know how to describe it but I know that there's this bubbling in my stomach I know I haven't eaten yet today but still part of that is some form of unbridled rage that has not been let out yet this proves it that officially Nathan Peterman is not an NFL quarterback. And I apologize to people when I said I'd rather have him than Chad Kelly because I am flat out wrong. Not because Chad Kelly would succeed here, but because Nathan Peterman is literally this bad. Can't believe you said that. You know that's a lot of pride for me to swallow. Yeah. But that's how bad it is. That's how bad it was. That's how bad he's always been. Yeah. And the fact that he continually burns the Bills despite their efforts to keep him on this roster because for some reason Sean McDermott likes the kid. You know, I remember at the 2017 draft, day three, it's on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. You're a GR covering it. With Nate Geary, we were talking to Mark Schofield actually at the time. Yeah. I'm at my usual WBN shift, noon to 11, and all the talk after was, remember the talk with quarterbacks after they took Trey White, mm-hmm. the Bills should take Chad Kelly. Yep. And then they took Peterman, and you were so happy. I was happy. Because they weren't taking Chad Kelly. I was happy because it was my personal war against people that year when they said that they should take Chad Kelly in the first round, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. Kelly got injured and became a day three candidate, if that. He was the last pick of the draft. 
He was Mr. Irrelevant. He was Mr. Irrelevant because John Elway did a favor for Jim Kelly. Yeah. They're friends. He should, like, he was probably going to go undrafted, undrafted yep. due to his injury. Yep. Actually, injuries. There were multiple. But I always knew that in Buffalo, Chad Kelly would be a different player, a worse player, a mm-hmm. more distracted player. Mm-hmm. Because any sort of off-field incidents he's had, save for uh, arguing with coaches at Clemson, the rest of them have been in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's like, no, don't put him back here right now. Best for him not to do that. Best for us not to do that. Best for everybody that he doesn't come back to Buffalo. Okay? Okay. Good? Good. All right. Bills didn't take him. Awesome. Yep. And here we are. Me finally going ahead and saying something along the lines of, well, all right, uh, at least there's one person that I should have said that they shouldn't have taken over him. (laughs) I just, I'm dumbfounded. I am dumbfounded. The man duped everyone into having a draftable grade. He did. Like, what did everybody... All the reports. What was the most common thing you heard about Nathan Peterman heading into that draft? Backup quarterback for 10 years in this league. Won't ever be a starter, but he'll be fine as a backup. Yeah. Nope. That got shown to you real quick. Peterman threw for just the second touchdown of his career. And then he went ahead and paired up some interceptions to go with it, including the game-winning pick six. Yeah. He can never hit an out route. Never can hit an out route. That was not decision-making. That was not telegraphing where the ball was going. That was just you don't have the arm strength to throw it there. And Jonathan Joseph just stepped in front of it. Yes, he is a Pro Bowl cornerback. Yes, Jonathan Joseph's really good. But that ball didn't get there on time, and that's why he got that interception. Defensive backs are probably licking their chops at the possibility of ever seeing Nathan Peterman. Of course they are. Because that's incentive builders right there. If I get X amount of picks, I'm getting money. Yep. Nathan Peterman, oh boy, let's get them picks. Let me let me mark let me mark on my calendar to buy Nate Peterman dinner after he gets me my big contract. And again, <laughs> all this comes back to I think more Sean McDermott than Brandon Bean. Because if Sean McDermott is ever as critical of Nathan Peterman and presser than anyone else, for example, say Calvin Benjamin. In the postgame? We'll get we'll get to that. Get to that. But if he's anywhere near as critical of Nathan Peterman, the guy's off the team. What does he keep saying? It's your favorite Bills postgame drinking game when you talk about Nathan Peterman to him in a presser. We have to go look back at the tape. <laughs> Bro, what tape do you need now to see that he can't hit he doesn't have enough drive to hit an out route? A basic staple in the NFL. As I said. Particularly when mm. you're trying to drive down the field in a two-minute without any timeouts. Yeah. And that situation, I think if – I'm pretty sure Houston's D coordinator was like, 
hog the sidelines. The Bills don't have timeouts. They're probably going to try to play it safe in that way to conserve clock to try to make sure that Nathan Peterman's not going to go ahead and rush everything. Oh, and by the way, he can't hit the out route to save his life. As I said, I think there's only – I think Josh Allen's injury, which we have to see what – we have to see how long it'll keep him out. I think that's the only reason – Peterman stays on the roster, and even then, I don't think that they should do it. He should be gone now, like right now. He should be gone yesterday. He should be gone last year. He should have been given the Gerard Gallant treatment. Yeah. Take an Uber to the airport, kid. Sorry. But if they but if they decide that Allen can't go anytime soon— they have to put Anderson in as the number one. And now I have a new statement for you. Because the previous statement was if, if uh, Derek Anderson comes in for the Bills without injury to Josh Allen, I'm done with Coach McDermott forever, and I if want him Nate gone. Pe- so if Nate Peterman. If Nathan Peterman is for some reason named the starter, fire McDermott. Then you're out on him? Fire him. Okay. Because I said it more comically with the Derek Anderson piece, which was, I'm done with him, launch him into the sun on a catapult. If he goes ahead and ever thinks about Nathan Peterman returning under center for the Buffalo Bills, fire him on the spot. Crucify the man. Because at that point, you have shown me, Sean McDermott, that you do not care about the league's most important position. Therefore, you are not good at your job. Therefore, we need a new coach. Again. And this was supposed to be a hall pass kind of year. Funny how a game makes a difference. Two games, really. This one, and then blowout loss to Baltimore. Remember how we were all freaking out over that, especially with how That's bad Peterman in was. three quarters, Nathan Peterman has decided exactly. in two games. Exactly. He sucks that bad. Exactly. I've got another question. What's that? How the hell wasn't he victimized in the preseason? Because it's preseason. I don't care. Defenses don't tend to show everything. He doesn't have the drive to hit an NFL out route. He played against the Panthers starters. The only pick he threw in that game came off the hands of Chris Ivory. How was he not exposed as a fraud in one quarter there? Because preseason doesn't matter. But you know who else had problems with the starters? McCarron, who got injured against Cleveland. Yeah. Allen, who got blasted by the Bengals in what was the dress rehearsal, but still blasted. It just I, I goes think, to I show me how much of a fraud the guy is and then why preseason, I guess, this, this is the ultimate case in point that preseason doesn't matter, isn't it? I think Because t- if anyone so, ever says yeah. or gets hyped about any player in the preseason ever again, I think all Bills fans have to go ahead and do is turn around to that guy and go, oh, yeah, Nathan Peterman <laughs> threw ahead an 80% completion percentage in the preseason. You go ahead and tell me how that went. <laughs> 
I, think, I don't think that's it, Chief. I think to answer your question, why Nathan Peterman didn't get exposed in preseason, because offenses and defenses don't tend to show everything that they are doing. They only do they only do very little little play, very little simple stuff, and that was good for Peterman because he can only do simple things. The out route is a staple of the NFL. Basic, yeah. but a staple. And how did he not get picked off on one of those in the preseason? Because everyone gets lucky at some point. The preseason saved his job, I guess. Yeah. Why didn't they trade him to the Raiders? I have been wondering the same thing. I have literally been wondering the same thing. Why couldn't you make this Gruden's problem so we could all laugh at him again? They could have got they got a fifth for McCarron with how he played. You could have got a fifth for Peterman. Yeah. You could be like, hey, he's younger. John Gruden, you like that guy in your QB camp because you like everybody in your QB camp, jackass. And three, you could have this problem not be your problem. Karen would be your veteran to help your rookie. Oh, yeah, that too. There's a four. Should we get the six to the pick six that Nathan Peterman threw? That game was brought to you yesterday by the letter P. (laughs) Punts, piss poor offense. Panic about Peterman playing. Peterman passing for a touchdown somehow. And then Peterman pissing the game away with a pick six to piss on everyone's dreams. P. Derek proceeded to spit all over the microphone. I don't care. (laughs) You could have said spit to emphasize the P and how pissed I am. This is irrational for me. I'm never like this on a Monday. Yeah. That I'm this livid about a football game. I know that's not however. This is not how I operate. That just shows you how stupid this loss is. It is stupid. That defense did everything. It's bad. Now, the question becomes, the Bills get that fumble recovery. Say Josh Allen comes back in that series, after that series, after that injury. Yeah. Say it's not that bad. Yeah. He just misses a couple plays. Bills recover that fumble. If Josh Allen leads a touchdown there, and then Allen has to lead the game-winning drive when they're tied at 13, say all of their events are the same? Does it end in disaster? I don't think so. So, Allen throws a pick six at the end of the game, and then... Well, I'm saying, like, all other things. It still ends up 13-13. All other things stay the same. Okay. Say Allen throws a touchdown, or they get a touchdown on the drive. Yeah. It could be it could be a shady touchdown run, for example. Okay. Do you think that this game ends in the same tragedy? I say no. Because Allen does give you another development, uh, another aspect of his game that Peterman would not. Yeah. 
he could take off yep. for big games. Yep. Yes, he's still a rookie, and yes, it still could very well end in tragedy. But it's not going to be because Josh Allen can't hit the out route. It's not going to be because he lacks the requisite arm strength to be an NFL quarterback. I just, I'm pissed that I'm pissed. How's that? Sure. I'm mad that I'm still mad. Do you want to do pickums? How bad did I do? Because I can guess I did pretty bad. You got six. Thought so. One of them was the stupid Bills. Yeah. Six. That is embarrassingly bad. I had seven. I know, bang- I know the Bengals were one of mine. Yep. The Bills were one of mine. Yep. The Panthers somehow lost. Yep. Chicago lost. Chicago losing to Brock, who I didn't you even al- think was going into that game. You also picked Cleveland to beat the Chargers. All right, so Cleveland didn't do what I was hoping they would do. I was also trying to gain an edge on you. Also, Jacksonville losing. Jacksonville derping. To- Why didn't I pick the Cowboys then? Stupid. <laughs> and then we both had Kansas City beating New England. <laughs> hope. Hope, <laughs> is, hope is stupid. Don't have it. Yeah. Just go about life without hope. The only one Jesus, you got me dark. with was I stupidly picked Oakland to beat Seattle. Yes, you did. Yeah. You stupidly picked that. Yeah. Oakland is bad. Yeah. The Bills somehow pissed me off to no end, but the uh, at least we're not the Raiders. Who might be trading Amari Cooper and Carl Joseph? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to pick them out for week seven? Oh, let's see how bad this goes for me. Thursday nighter is Denver, Arizona. This Broncos a- actually look promising. Even at two and four. But they almost beat the Rams. They did. So I'm picking Denver to win. I am too. I don't think Rosen has himself a Rosen Rosen might have a worse situation than Allen. Yeah, probably. Because their coaching staff is still not using David Johnson properly. Yep. And Larry Fitzgerald is banged up to the point where even he is dropping passes. Yep. And they don't have a defense. A good True. defense. Yeah. All right. Titans Chargers. This is the it's a London game. Give me the Chargers. Yeah. Titans are fakes. All right. Patriots Bears. I mean, is there the any Bears, chance Khalil Mack eats eats up Brady alive? The Bears lost to Brock. They did. You can't even entertain the fact. You, yeah, you sure. can't even entertain any sort of way that the Bears could beat New England. And guess what? If it happens, I'm glad to be wrong. Because that's kind of been what's been going on with these pickums. Yeah. Houston, Jacksonville. Give me Houston. Okay. This is not an overreaction to them beating the Bills because they beat a bad Bills team only because Nathan Peterman can't throw an out route. This is because Jacksonville's kind of coming undone. They're showing off to be fool's gold right now. They've given up 70 points in the last two games, including 40 to Dallas. Dallas! And no I'm going of- to pick Jacksonville just because, watch, this is the game they show up. Their defense shows up. Their defense could show up. They still have Blake Bortles. Yeah. 
And yes, we have Nathan Peterman, and I know what a bad quarterback looks like. All right, next game. Okay. Lions, Dolphins. Give me the loins. Taking Detroit as well. Watch Miami wins. Yeah, we just doomed them. Yeah. Minnesota and the Jets. Give me mini. The Jets are coming off a nice win, but the Vikings have kind of steadied everything. They seem, yeah. They yeah. seem to have righted the ship, and I think they have just too many weapons to go ahead and really be able to cause problems. Eagles, Panthers. Eagles. Yep. Carolina is far too inconsistent to really be able to do anything with right now. And hopefully for Philadelphia, they went ahead and fixed and remedied their situation. Browns, Bucks. This is hard. You go first. I'm going to go Browns. Tampa's a disaster on defense. They really are not good Yeah, at that thing. Cleveland's defense is good. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I got burned last week, but I'll take the Browns. Don't let me down again, Cleveland. Wait. Did I just say? Did you just say that? Don't let me down again. That's actually a staple of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I did say that. Saints. Ravens. Saints. They're a more complete team. I'm gonna go Baltimore. You do that. Plus, we need some differences, too. You do that, because Joe Flacco will go ahead and show you how elite he is. Yeah. How did the Bills give up 48 points to them? What this one's easy. Doing? This one's easy. Rams, Niners. Yep. Yep. Let's just, yep. Let's just yep that one. Yep. Sounds about right. And they're going to be pissed, Cowboys they lost to Denver. Cowboys, Redskins. Oh, God. Are you really going to make me do this? You going to pick Dallas? No. You going to pick Washington? Yeah. Okay. Can I pick for a tie? Yes, you can. I'm not going to. <laughs> okay. Can I just hope that neither of them ever scores ever? Yes. I'm not going to pick it, but still, I'm going to hope for it. Sunday nighter. Bengals Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. Yeah. I don't know how you can't. They they only lost to New England because their defense can't stop Tom Brady. Andy Dalton is not Tom Brady. They put up 40 the points. The Bengals are lost. talented, but they couldn't rip apart the Paper Tiger defense of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So, oh, the this Bengals is probably going to be another high-scoring Bengals game, Bengals could lose two straight? Yeah. That'll hurt. But this is probably going to be another high-scoring game. Not Maybe not as high-scoring as New England. Kansas it's City. the Chiefs. Take the over. Oh yeah, what's well, I'm saying? The Bengals <laughs> are going to put up points too. That's it's the Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> their offense is great. Their defense is bad. Take the over. Wonder what. Wonder what the that 2018 is. Kansas City Chiefs take the over. <laughs> what on Monday night? Giants Falcons. <laughs> yep. Don't even try to think about it. Don't even nah. try to play this game. Nah. Don't even try to make it sound like you're debating being that guy. No, nah, I'm not going to. Anyone who picks the Giants at this point is an idiot. How the Texans lost to them, I will have never guessed. 
Because they are a bad team and find ways to lose games. And yet the Bills had Peterman. Bad teams find ways to lose games. I know. (laughs) (sighs) Do you want to pick the Bills game? No. Play the Colts? Colts. You want to pick the Colts? Colts. Okay. Quickly, Colts. I'm going to go bold. Bills, I'm going Bills You're going to pick the Bills for once. Because Derek Anderson's going to play. Or Josh Allen. You mean, Derek Anderson is not good. Derek Anderson still also only just got here. Still better than Nathan Peterman. The Colts have a hooker. Malik Hooker. I know. The Colts have a quarterback. Bills have a defense. That's great. The Bills don't have an offense. Kansas City. I'm gonna hold uh, hold through it. The Colts could come in. It. The Colts could come in with Tampa Bay's defense for all I care. I'm the Bills still it. aren't scoring 13. I'm gonna hold to it. You could do that. That's great. I want to talk about this now. What if the Josh Colts, Allen plays? The Colts could show up with last. The Colts could show up with last year's defense, and they bad. Yeah. The Bills still aren't scoring 20. It doesn't matter if Allen's in. It doesn't matter if Anderson is in. It doesn't matter if somehow Nathan Peterman trots his derpy ass out there. They're not scoring 20 points. Because they cannot score 20 points. Because they average yet less than five yards per play on offense. Allen was... Allen had a similar stat line to last week. Yesterday. He was taking... Granted, it was in three quarters instead of four. And he didn't have an interception. Left that to Peterman. <laughs> but Allen still was not good. He looked better to start the game, and then it kind of just flatlined on him. Why they decided on Nathan Peterman to start this season for them will be beyond me. Why they got rid of A.J. McCarron when they knew they had a plan in place to sit Josh Allen. And they literally thought that Nathan Peterman was going to be able to let Josh Allen sit and learn. Nathan Peterman was going to stop Josh Allen from having to go right into the starting lineup. It's almost a fireable offense right there. This team is ruining my life. You going to write a book about it? I'm not going to go that far in copying what's going on from Dangle there. Who's on <laughs> Who's on cloud nine, by the way. Yeah. So do you want to talk hockey now? Yes. Okay, let's yes. talk hockey. I want to talk. Look at this. I got my Sabres hat. It makes me happy when I look at this logo because they don't have freaking Nathan Peterman. They have Rasmus Dahlin. They have Rasmus Dahlin. They have Jeff Skinner. They have Jack Eichel. They have Linus Olmark's first NHL shutout. They have a winning team. They have a team. They have... They have more wins than the Bills, and they've only played five games. Christ. <laughs> Sucks when you come to a realization, Frank. Whatever happens against Vegas, these Sabres have a better record in six games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when Maniac back on Friday said, who will have more wins, Bills or Bulls? And how quickly I answered Bulls? Yeah. The Bills aren't touching six wins. Go to hell. If the Sabres go on that Western trip, I want to like and like no matter what the Sabres finish with on their Western trip, 
I want to save the record and see if the Bills in nine games before their bye week hit that. Okay. The answer will probably be no. Well, the Sabres could lose three straight, four straight, and then the very attainable record of... It might still be no. I mean, I get it. They play Vegas tomorrow. San Jose Thursday. That's a win. Somehow. Inexplainably. They could win games. L.A. on Saturday. Well, I'm just talking about the gimme that is the San Jose Sharks in the history against the Sabres. <laughs> True. And then Anaheim Sunday. Like, if they get swept by the Sharks this year, I'll be literally genuinely stunned. Because the Sabres be- just beat the Sharks. That's what they do. The Tank Sabres beat them. The Congo Line Sabres won that game. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. The Congo Line Sabres beat the Sharks. <laughs> What a way to uh, bounce back after a 6-1 to loss, too. Shut out. The third time in four games for Arizona. My big thing was, can you make Arizona look like Arizona? They did. Good. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to panic. Because I thought Arizona still played pretty well. They did play well. It's just the Sabres still put them where they belonged, in the they basement. Outshot, they outshot Buffalo 37-24. But it was more about the quality of chances. Yeah, that's true. Linus Olmark was never panicking. Nope, he was steady. He was a lot of those shots. He was kicking to the outside. He was banking them out to the outside. The Sabers weren't allowing the primo chance that often. Marco Scandella is looking a little wavy to me right now. I was talking to uh, Dan Cave before the Ah, game. Caver. Yeah, and I told him the stat of Arizona's been shut out two of their three games this year. They have three goals in three games, and they all came in one game. He's like, wow. Yeah. And then, do you want to hear, want to hear another funny stat? Sabres are 3-2. and two. Both games they've lost, they outshot the opponent. They outshot Colorado, and they outshot Boston. And they've been blown out. And they were blown out. The three games they've won, they've been outshot. Bad. Because it was pretty bad against the Rangers. I think it was like, what, 41 to 30? Right. Vegas was like 37 to 20. But a lot of shots. what the defense is doing is they're not giving them the primo scoring chance. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that's a funny, like, that's a funny yes, stat. Yes, it is funny. It's just, if you're watching the games, the Sabres When you are... watch the game, though, you can understand. You're right. You, you understand it. They're giving up. The Sabres aren't giving up those high, those high. Dangerous chances. Those high danger shots. Well, they did against Colorado and Boston, hence their losses. Hence the losses. But in the games they've won, they are given they're not giving up as much. They're just giving up a lot of quantity shots. Yes. And when you not can force someone to the out- shots. When you can force someone to the outside and let your goalie just direct it back into the boards, that's a winning formula. That's yeah. how you play defense. Yeah. And a lot of that has been going on there. And Hey, look at that. Rasmus Dahlin steadying up your second defensive pairing in his rookie season. That might have something to do with it. He is getting better and better each game. So I talked to Paul Hamilton on Sports Talk Saturday. Yeah. And the question is going is becoming to the both of us is, when does Zach Bogosian come in the lineup? They're bringing him along slowly, but he traveled with the team. Mm-hmm. He's been practicing with them, full goes in practice. 
when does it finally happen? Who does he go out for? The answer would probably be Casey Nelson. Yes. I guess. <laughs> but the question is, when does he come back? Because honestly, that would help steady up the third pairing because every other game we've gotten good Bolu, bad Bolu, good Nelson, bad Nelson. Yeah. And they've both shown up in the same games, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for the Sabres. Right. Nathan Bolu and Casey well, Nelson have, in their three wins, looked very steady. Yes. In their two losses, bad. they have been bad. The, the and way sometimes it, a third pairing will do that to you. Yeah. But if Zach Bogosian were to come back and be that third pairing defenseman, that anchor on the third pairing with the rotation of Nelson and Bolu, maybe you're there's getting a some steady, more competence there's there. There's a steady hand to your third but, pairing. Bogosian also has to still be steady. Yes. That's, I think that's he, another thing. I think he I think, will be. I it's think not it's, talent. I don't think it's a matter issue. of when does Bogosia come back. It's he's back. Now it's when does he play. And it's never been talent that's a problem with him. That's why I'm not worried about him Yeah, going into the game. Yeah. What I'm worried about is when does he come out from injury? Yeah. Yes, I know, cheap, cheap shot to go ahead and make fun of someone's injury history, but that's just unfortunately what's been his career. I'm not worried about him on the ice. On the ice, he's fine. Solid player, and a third pair, and as a third pairing defenseman, sure. You want like you know how players are sometimes overextended into roles. Zach Bogosian would be put into a role that is that he's too good for. Sometimes that means that a player will struggle in that sort of sense, but it also could mean he will still look even better. And also, you'd be easing him into the lineup with ice time as a third-pairing guy instead right. of heavy minutes. Mm-hmm. So Zach Bogosian could actually be something here in addition to a Sabres team that has looked relatively strong. Yep. I do need you guys to start scoring more 5-on-5, five five, though. Jeff Skinner took care of that problem, no doubt. Also, where are we trading Matt Hunwick? Because Connor Sherry is making us give up a third. <laughs> Wow. He has looked good. Yeah. He's already got three goals on the season. Wow. And the condition is he has to score 20. He is well on pace. Then give up the third. Well, you'd have to. That's the condition. No, that's what I'm saying. Just do it. Yeah. Give it up. And I'm then fine you, with that. And I'm you fine Hunwick. with you could are you, like you're I don't even care. Does Hunwick doesn't matter at this point. You don't the, need to trade on Wick. You, you can't right now because he's injured. Yeah, but what it is is like that. I would rather was, not do it because you can because the depth is it's still there. That's and true. the fact and the fact is you tell me this. Give up a third round pick for a guy who's going to play top six minutes for you and can score twenty goals. Take that any day of the week. You take that any day of the week. Remember? That's why. That's why no matter what happened with the. That's why like I love the trade no, right from the beginning. You took because Bottrell took advantage of a Pittsburgh team that needed cap relief. Yes. And did them a favor. And, Bot- and Bottrell, being from where we got him from, Pittsburgh, said, Hey, hey, Ruthie, uh, I'll do you a favor. I'll t- I know you want to get rid of Matt Hunwick. You want to get that contract off so you, for some reason, sign Jack Johnson. <laughs> but I'll take Hunwick off your hands. But you got to give me Connor Sherry because, you know, I need, a pl- I, I, need a reason to take- I need a reason to take Hunwick. And it's like, Sure. Uh, take a fourth round pick, but make it a third if Sherry scores twenty goals for you guys. Done. Bachelor's like done, done. 
And again, like not just that though. That wasn't the only highway robbery that that man pulled because in Arizona you saw Jeff Skinner do Jeff Skinner things. Yeah. The the first goal for Rasmus Dahlin. Yes, it was Rasmus Dahlin's first goal, and everyone is so super stoked about yeah. that. Yeah. But you want to know what would have been more? It was all Jeff Skinner. Do you want to know what would have been more filthy if Skinner tucked it inside the post? That would have been filthy. By God, that was more disgusting than it his goal. It would have been filthy. It really if he tucked been. that in, yeah. get out of here. He probably, <laughs> I'll tell you this, I think there's a great chance he, he tries that again, and he, he'll, he'll tuck it in. Oh, he'll do it eventually. He's skilled enough. He's always been skilled enough for that. That's He's his game. It. It's great. And we got but that it, but man that for case, a mid-level it, prospect. And, a sec- and not a first-round pick. Not even a pick. Not a, first, a pick. Well, yeah, it was two draft picks. Oh, okay. It was Cliff Poo, a second, and a third. Oh, okay. Jeez. Not a first-round pick for Jeff Skinner. Not Jeff Skinner. You got away with that is, like That is disgusting. The man has done a great job, and you're seeing the fruition – on the ice now. This team is fun again to watch. They're not just fun again to watch. Jeff Skinner, even in the games that he has not registered points, has looked dangerous at one point or another. He is a fantastic player. You have three first-round picks. You could be looking to do some damage at the deadline. By the way, it's wise that they don't trade Hunwick because then it automatically makes it a third no matter what. Well, no matter what Sherry, Sherry does. Well, I know. But no, Sherry no matter could, what Sherry does. I know. that, But that's why I made the joke because oh, okay. Sherry, I think, is scoring 20 goals. Oh, he, he's it's 20 goals or 40 points. He's doing one of those. Oh, my God. And, again, that's why I made that's why I entertained the thought as a joke because Connor Sherry is going to score 20 goals for this team. <laughs> does it matter? Any, does three it and matter? Five, three and five for him. It doesn't matter. Like, they have three first-round picks anyway. That's still even better. And then you have another player that was a first-round pick in Tage Thompson. You have Casey Middlestat. Yeah. Berglund and Saboka have been good. They've been good. They've been all right. I think um, Berglund, Berglund's looked a lot better than what is the score. The I think Saboka has looked better than people thought he would. I think so, too. I do, yeah. But Obviously, him getting hurt in the first game didn't help. And Tage has unfortunately struggled. Yeah, and that's, I mean, he's 20. And he kind of did the same thing last year with St. Louis. He made, the, he made the team out of camp and struggled, and then they sent him to the AHL for the rest of the season, where I believe he did pretty well. Yes, he did well, very well in the AHL. Yeah. Frank, it's fun talking about a team that's over 500. Mm-hmm. They hadn't done this since 2013. They've now done it twice. Yeah. But now my thing is this. Let's stay that way. Can't that be great? Next step would be, hey, can we stay this way for a little while? Can we string a string some wins together? Can we go ahead and actually be a threat? Yeah. Because that is what it would be. That would be the greatest thing, mm-hmm. especially with how frustrating the Bills were yesterday. Yeah. By the way, I think I figured out why I'm so pissed about the Bills. Think about it, Frank. The Baltimore loss. Bad. Yeah. But over by halftime. Yeah. The LA loss. Ugly. Yeah. Over at halftime. Yeah. Green Bay. You were scoring no points. You were also facing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. There was no hope. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. 
What is in common with all three of those losses? It was over from the start. The sun, pretty much. Exactly. The Texans game. For the first time, they played a close game and lost. Yeah. Last week, we had them actually play a close game for the first time. And won. They came out with the win. Now, the same struggle happens, and they hilariously lose it. Yeah. Which made me hilariously lose it. Boy, did you. I'm still salty. I know you are. Salt. Salt. And more salt. Plenty of it. That is how you make the spicy take. So here's my... But back on the Sabres, though. No, they are not the running gun Toronto Maple Leafs, or Washington Capitals, for that matter. But they're looking steady. They're looking like a team that is more fun to watch. And it, they're genuinely fun. It just... You want to watch them. I'm, I'm happy to see that this team has taken a step forward and done what my minimalistic gain of hope for the season was for this team. And they also might have a duo of goalies. You're not yeah. seeing panic from Carter Hutton. You're not seeing panic from Linus Allmark. Even in the chaotic of times. And so I know Mark's also only played one game and but it, you still it was have a great seen first him. game. But everything was I want to see more. I want to see more. I want to oh, see yeah. more of that out of Omar. I want to see more of that steadiness, more of that composure. You know he's we playing against Vegas. He just hit a shutout. Yeah. Yeah. And you had a day off. He's absolutely he probably should, he probably does play. Housley's ro- hop, Housley's probably rolling hot hand with this goaltending duo this year. Yeah. That makes sense. So you'd probably expect to see, especially since he was probably supposed to play the first game against Vegas, but Hutton rolled in a 40-plus save outing against the Rangers. Mm-hmm. You rewarded him. Mm-hmm. Olmark just pitched a shutout. Reward him. You're going to reward game. him. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. You're going to see Olmark against Vegas. I think so. Bank on it. I think so. Um, That's how he, hockey if goes. If he has another, yeah, well, yeah, and if he has another really good game, he might play against San Jose as well. Because you'd have a day off in between. Yep. And it, it's not much of – it's a travel, but it's, it's not, not much. It's not as strenuous of a travel. The only time where you would see Hutton on this road trip, if that happens, is L.A. or Anaheim. On a back-to-back. Back. back-to-back. This is fun. This is fun, talking about the Sabres. Yeah. I delivered a take, by the way. Yeah. On the air. On the GR Airwaves. What'd you say? It got my mic shut off for five seconds. What'd you do? I said Toronto's too fun to be mad at. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. Not wrong. They're too fun to hate. Yeah. Do you like goals? Yeah. Then you would love Toronto. Yeah. And don't worry. They will somehow still lose two games to the Sabres this year. (laughs) Because reasons. Because that's how it always goes with Sabres Leafs. Especially in Buffalo. Am I legitimately terrified of facing the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah. yeah. But do who else, else isn't? Who can you name a team who is not terrified to face Toronto? But am I also expecting that the Sabres could score at minimum three goals against the Leafs? You bet. Yeah, they can. They have the skill to do it. Toronto's defense not Toronto's good. defense is not good. Ron Hainsey is playing too many minutes. Yeah. 
but they're too fun to watch. Austin Matthews fun. is outscoring, I do believe, eight teams in the NHL. Yes. Including Buffalo. Damn. That might have changed after the Arizona game. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. They I'm going to check. three goals. I'm gonna yeah, because sh- I, I'm gonna look I looked that, that up on that Saturday, I'm gonna, actually. I'm gonna so you're right. The Sabres probably, are out. The Sabres are out on being outscored by Austin Matthews. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to confirm that, though, real quick. But can you believe, though, the amount of goals that Austin Matthews is just tallying up right now? Man said he wanted to try to get as many assists as goals. Good luck. I think he's what is he at like nine and five right now? Ten and six. Ten and six. He's outscoring three teams by himself. Four minutes if you count Minnesota, who has ten. I'm gonna count it because as he's a team, outscoring he's out- four teams by himself. He's outscoring the Panthers. Who have oh. seven goals in three games? Wow! Come on, Arizona. I'm but Florida's also Florida. only played three games. They've only played three games. Yeah, that's a good point. Minnesota has ten in four games. Obviously, Arizona because they've been shut out three or four three games. Three of three goals in four games. Jeez. And Edmonton, who has only Connor McDavid, who has five goals in three games, all on Connor McDavid. Yes. He has a goal or an assist on all five of them. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Get that man some freaking help. Please. You are burying him and ruining him. Just like you've ruined Taylor Hall and Jordan Aberdeen. Then you have a bunch of teams, including Buffalo, who have 11 goals. Come on, Sabres. Get some, get some pucks in that net against Vegas. We need it so that we're not being outscored by Austin Matthews. That'd be great. <laughs> That would be great. The Bulls are bowl eligible before the middle of October, Frank. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> that is that is something that nobody really ever could have seen coming from this program. If you're not, for example, like the boys at Trainwreck, uh, they saw this sort of thing coming. Brad Ryder saw this sort of thing coming. Mm-hmm. Cozio saw this sort of thing coming. Mm-hmm. But if you're a f- casual of the Bulls or the college scene in general in Buffalo, you did not see this coming. Bull eligible before the middle of October. That's big for this program. Up next, what's your next target? Oh, you better bet it's that MAC title. Go get that MAC daddy. Play Toledo next week. They're an underdog, actually, still. So it's not an easy game. But the Bulls do have some dynamic offensive firepower to get it done. Eyes on the prize, boys. Go get that MAC title. Let's do it. Horns up. Horns up. And you know I had to shout that out before the end of this. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening to a very frustrated edition of the Leftovers podcast that was made better by the powers of hockey. And a competent football team in UB. While I'm still salty, I'm Derek Kramer. I'm Frank O'Curry. Thank you for listening, as always, on WGR550.com and on the Radio.com app. What's next? Well, Sabres, they still go on this road trip. Two Game games. number two. Two games. They play two games before our next podcast. Two games before our next podcast. Well, you know we'll be talking about both of them. Yep. As it's, good, the, it's the Golden Knights Problem. and the Sharks? Yep. Okay. Tuesday, Thursday, and we'll... Unfortunately, have to talk about the Bills more. We're going to have to look into Bills, Colts. We'll see. have to 
and we will know a lot more about what's going on with the quarterback situation yep. going forward, which is even more important than anything Yep. in this. Yep. Is it Derek Anderson? Is Josh Allen healthy enough? By God, am I going to be crying myself into de- into a depressive state if Nathan Peterman is not only on the roster but looking at starter reps? I hope not, and I'm pretty sure you would hope not too. That's a downer way to end it. I'm not going to end it that way, though. Go Sabres. Go Sabres. Captain Jack. Looking fresh. Yeah. Darlene, first goal. Sabres after dark. Join the conversation. I'll be doing it. I'm at Derek Kramer WGR on Twitter. I'm at Frank R. Curry on Twitter. And you better bet we'll be engaging in some of that Sabres after dark antics. But none of it will be as filthy as Jeff Skinner in Arizona. Peace. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.